uh, 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 24, you'll, you'll recognize the text, especially as we get into 2 Kings chapter 7, but uh, the background is found in verse 24 and 25 of 2 Kings chapter 6, where the scripture says, and it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, king of, the, of Syria, gathered all of his host and went up and besieged Samaria, and there was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until an ass's head was sold for four score pieces of silver, and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. So there was desperation, um, even for the, the necessities of life. Verse uh, 1 of Second Kings 7 says, Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord, thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow... About this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, What? <laughs> Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this, this, this thing be. In other words, this would take a miracle for this to happen. And he said, Behold, Thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate, and they said to one another, Why sit we here until we die? So this is a, this is a, a no-win situation. Um, if we say, verse 4, we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. If we sit here, we die also. And look at these words. Just put these in, the, in, the, in your mind, in a file in your mind, if you can, for just temporarily. Uh, now, therefore, come. And I say that because those three words are found at the end of what we're reading today. So now, therefore, come, and let us fall under the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose, and, and keep in mind, who's talking here? These are lepers talking. This is uh, unclean. They would, I mean, these are folks who are outside the, the, the gate of the city for a reason. And they, they rose up in the twilight to go in, under the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of the Syria, behold, there was no man there. Wow. Three words in the first part of verse six are very impactful. And we've already talked about three words in verse four. Now, therefore, come. Look at these three words in verse six. For the Lord. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said, one to another, lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us, the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians, to come upon us. And then, look in verse 7, and we'll come back to verse 6 in just a second. Wherefore, they arose and fled in the twilight, and left their tents, and their horses, and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, 
they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried thence silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also and went and hid it. Then they said one to another, we do not do well. This day is a day of good tidings and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now, therefore, come. Remember those three words earlier? Now, therefore, come, that we may go and tell the king's household. So we'll stop our reading there, but i just like to draw our attention to a couple things. We have some bookends in the text here. In verse 9, we have, now, therefore, come, and in verse um Four, we have the same words, now therefore come, but there are two different meanings. So we have the now therefore come of desperation in verse four, and then the now therefore come of verse nine, it's a it's a an anticipation, it's a deliverance, it's optimistic. Something happened in the middle of these bookends, and that something is verse six for the Lord. <laughs> For the Lord made the whole difference. Um, and that is outlined or unpacked in that sixth verse. Um, the Lord made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even a great noise of a host. So here's the deal. <laughs> I don't know. This is, to me, this is spectacular, but there's also a humorous tone here. God caused the Syrians to hear an army, an army of four lepers. <laughs> but in the eyes and the ears of the Syrians, they heard an incredible army. And yet, if we understand leprosy, these are weak, sick men. And we have to ask ourselves, can God use our praying army here of of weak people. We are weak people. And yet God used worthless in the eyes of the Lord, in, in the eyes of the world, worthless, weak, unclean people to be greatly used of the Lord. I even think of uh, what people must think of when we tell them we're praying together with on the call here, 69 other people. And um, many people would say, well, why would you want to do that? How worthless is that? I have more important things to do. Um, we have things of higher priority to do than praying together. We almost, this is this is a little dramatic, but um, maybe maybe we look like lepers to people. Maybe we look like, well, you must need you must need a crutch. Or why would you prioritize that when there are far more important things to do? But yet God used the lepers for the Lord. God used, God caused the Syrians to hear an army out of these four weak lepers. And I could not help but think as I was even getting on the airplane this morning, I was thinking, we're in spiritual warfare. This is spiritual warfare. And God used four lepers in a spiritual warfare context to cause the enemy to hear an incredible host. This only God can do this for the Lord. So as I read Stephen's email about Bill in, in Key West, I'm thinking for the Lord, 
the Lord. And here's a guy Monday, Wednesday, Friday, preaching his heart out to many people that will never listen, but some will for the Lord. This is one man, and here's four lepers. So our Lord said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It's spiritual net, spiritual warfare. Just like um, I was surprised at how warm it is here in, in New York City. And I brought, I mean, I looked at the weather before I came, but I expect, and I think it's supposed to get colder, but um, I don't normally wear gloves. But if you think of being outside in the cold and if you, if you lay a glove on the, on the, sidewalk and you say glove you know wave to the passers-by wave to these people the glove's not going to wave but if you put a hand in the glove then that then that glove filled with the life of the body waves at people it's not the glove waving it's the life inside the glove that's waving and i'm going to encourage us that our praying with the life of christ the resurrection life of christ the power of the holy spirit can accomplish incredible things in spiritual warfare with the Lord. So in ourselves, we're powerless. We're powerless to speak. We're powerless to think. We're powerless to overcome sin. We're powerless to even have an impact on others. But for the Lord, the Lord can do it as we're controlled by the Holy Spirit. Spurgeon used to say that without the filling of the Holy Spirit, ships are ships without wind, as we are ships without wind, and so we're useless. Um, Martin Lloyd-Jones said this, there is nothing so worthless as a merely formal Christian. <laughs> and we maybe we've all been there. We know the emptiness of just going through the motions. Nothing so worthless as a merely formal Christian. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to pray, and let's pray that God will use our weak praying fueled by the life of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit to make an impact in spiritual warfare. And one final note, um, this is uh, maybe a misapplication of the text, but I think you'll understand. I mean, these lepers ran back into the city and were telling people, we have found what you need. Okay, Come out and, and enjoy this and ladies and gentlemen, can we imagine if every one of us just, just told one person, hey, this prayer meeting is meant a lot to me. Uh, we're practicing spiritual warfare and praying. If every one of us recruited one person, it would be incredible of what we could do. And it may be that you don't know people or have contact with people, but it may be that you do. Let me encourage us to to not hide this as a as a treasure. Let's let's broadcast this and invite others to be a part of what we're doing and and uh, bring folks into the the spiritual warfare of God's people praying together.